Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, Wolfgang. I see you in the background. <laughs> oh, he's here. He's recording with us in the studio. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Jen. Hey, what's up? I'm Jess. Welcome to our show, Fat Mascara. Thanks for coming. Yeah, you're here. The pets are here. We're all here. Extra special thanks to those who attended our first ever Fat Mascara book club. Oh, that's that right. That was a rager. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was an experiment, too. It was fun. I feel like we should do another live. We basically let everybody into our virtual studio recording program, which we've never done before, for better or worse. No, actually, for better. The discussion Lessons with Marissa Meltzer was great. 
<laughs> my favorite was Jen always taught me this in when we were both at Hearst when people say mistakes were made. <laughs> it's like a way of absolving yourself, like the corporate, like uh, yep, mistakes were made. Not going to give you the <laughs> any more insight. <laughs> the subject of that particular sentence, like if you diagram that sentence, it's definitely passive, and we don't know who did the mistake making, but it happened. <laughs> that was like it was like a real thing. It was like from a real a real conversation. Mistakes were made. It was so funny. They were mistakes were made. It's. My I don't think during thing. our interview, our interview with Marissa was great. I think more with the fact that if you let hundreds of people into an <laughs> online room and have a chat function. Things got a little wonky, but the discussion itself was great. <laughs> yeah. You're going to hear it. For, you'll hear it. You'll hear it all on Friday. We are bringing you <laughs> a live. Is it a live podcast? I don't know what it is, but it was great. It was great. So, yes, thank you to everybody who came. It was really fun. We have people from all around the world. So that was really good. Jess, you are bringing me glossy lips today. I feel like we've gotten into, like, you always do a satin lip. I do a matte red. But look at you. I love I like a cream lip. It's like a cream. Oh, sorry. Is it cream, cream not satin? There's a big I difference. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know if there's really a difference. Like, I think there is kind of a difference. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there is a, I think a, a I satin's know. a little bit shinier than a cream. Correct. I love a cream lipstick, but I am wearing a gloss today. This is for those who want to know. They're so hot right now. It's so, it's so hot right now. Hansel, Victoria Beckham, posh gloss in dun, 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 tan line. Oh, <laughs> Wolfgang likes it. And <laughs> Wolfgang, hear a little bit about the posh gloss. I love Victoria Beckham's packaging because it has this fake tortoise shell 70s looking top. Oh, I love a faux tortoise shell. Yeah, I do love her packaging. It's awesome. It's gorgeous. And that color is like a milky beige, a milky creamy. There's like not as much pink as you usually do, but it's more apricotty. It's looking great on you. Thank Tan you. Lines. Well done. Thanks for Thank bringing you. it. I, I was inspired like last week by your gloss. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to break this out. I'm going to add a little lightness to the face. It's funny you say that because that lip jelly from Tower 28, literally the next day I went to break the fast for Yum Kapoor, I think it was. And I saw my mm -hmm. dear friend from when I was younger, Jess, what up, Jess and Philly, she always like tells me about beauty products and I love when she tells me as if this isn't my entire job and I haven't been a beauty journalist for more than 20 years. She's like, have you heard of Tower 28? They have this pistachio lip gloss. And I was like, oh, have I? Child. I just raised a wand to it. She really liked the pistachio color. It was like a creamy beigey pink. I don't know. Look good on her too. Yeah. Everybody's glossy today. We're ready to do it. It's a special episode. We have a little something special going on for people. Let's discuss. Let's. Remember how for like a month we were like, what fragrance makes you think of love? The reason we did that was our live podcast oh, was Jibby Done. Yep. We have highlights from that for you in this episode. So after we do the news, we're going to get into that a little bit, have a special fragrance segment brought to you by Jibby Done. So I'm really excited about that. That was such a fun event. It really was. But I also have some great news for you. So are you ready to hear what's going on in the beauty industry? Wait, are we are we heading straight to news? That's what I was going to do. Sorry. Okay, all right, let's go, let's go. I know you, you mentioned you have a lot, so let's do it. Okay, I, I'm not usually a reality show person, but I was intrigued by this whole drama going on. Do you watch the show Love is Blind? No, but I know what it is. 
Okay, I've watched... I have, like, a heartbeat. Like, I know. I live in the world. I know what it is, but I don't watch it. (laughs) So I've watched, like, an episode here and there, and they're in season five right now, and there is some drama going down, but it... I, I was so intrigued. So there's this character. His name is JP. He fell in love with Taylor without seeing her. That's the whole premise of the show, right? You're in these little pods. It's ridiculous. Asks her to marry him. And then they meet in person, and they go on this trip to Mexico. And he tells her... It's like going weird. The communication isn't weird. He tells her, you know what? He feels duped. Why? The moment he met her, she was wearing too much makeup. Mm. So he says, here, let me get these quotes right. Quote, so the quote in the show, he's saying to her, I understand that you were trying to present yourself as your best self, but if you would have presented yourself without any makeup, it would have been better. And she was like so confused. She's like, so the way I look made you communicate differently? And he said, it felt like you were fake. And immediately these alarm bells went off in my head and I was like, Nancy Edkoff, CoverGirl study. There's so much research in psychology studies about how women who wear makeup are perceived as more professional, more trustworthy to a point. And if they wear too much makeup, people feel like they're getting duped. And I was like, I, I, she's a beautiful woman, but this is the excuse he's giving as to why then he calls off the engagement. And so she's been speaking to page six and all of this and saying she felt really hurt and she was just trying to be her best self. I am so confused by this whole thing because the whole point of the show is falling in love without seeing the person. That's what I mean. It's like, there are so many levels to this. Yeah. Like he's proving that the point of the show doesn't work. Like you have to see them. And then he feels duped by her visual appearance, but not like, I just, I'm not by like a brick wall. Yeah. And so as I was researching this and I was looking up these studies again, there was actually just new research about like three days ago that came out of China that showed they know this is a fact with women. So they've been trying to study it with men now, because now that more men are wearing cosmetics and getting cosmetic surgery, they wanted to see if that same sort of dynamic plays out that people feel they're untrustworthy. Turns out it plays out even more when you're male and wearing cosmetics or getting cosmetic surgery. Other men think that you're completely fake and dishonest and are less trustworthy. So if a man is at work and he's wearing cosmetics... It'd be like way worse even like on the trustworthy scale than if a woman did the same thing. I fell into a rabbit hole the other day on TikTok about cosmetics for men in corporate... Like in in the corporate world. I think that's why this research was being done because a lot of these studies are for professionally. You think some cosmetics and that will make you seem more professional... Men in the corporate world wearing cosmetics. Guess what? If you're in the corporate world and you identify as a male, you better take it easy on the cosmetics, like enough that people can't tell because as soon as people think that you're wearing it, they start to trust you less. They're like, what are they trying to pull over on well, me? Well, not, not everyone. I think some people not everyone, might be. Yeah. Clearly, JP, the firefighter on Love is Blind. <laughs> JP might. But yeah, but I, uh, but I was, on the flip side, I was happy to see that it was more normalized and the playing field was more equal, that men were feeling more comfortable wearing makeup in the corporate space. Totally. Guess what else they're more comfortable wearing? Skincare as accessories. Out of my hometown okay. of Philadelphia, saw some photos of Anwar Hadid, that's Bella and uh, Gigi's brother. Yeah. He went out to a concert in Philly, and he was wearing the gold under eye patches as an accessory. Guess what? So I looked at them, and I was like, I think that's Peter Thomas Ross. So I texted somebody I know that works at the company, sent them the picture, and they were like, 
we can confirm. Those are Peter Thomas Roth Gold 24X. I'll put a yeah. link in their show, our show notes and everything. They're actually great, those under eye patches. But I thought it looked super cool. Like he wore them almost like an accessory, the same way you would wear a necklace or earrings or something like that. I don't know if I thought I was like too cool for a second or if I would look like a Looney Tunes because I'm not a Hadid sibling and I'm not like <laughs> in my early 20s. You can pull off anything, Jess. I, well, I did think I looked kind of all right, okay? But I was wearing the Botter under eye patches, P.S., which are amazing. Okay. I was looking and feeling rough last Saturday morning, and they're amazing. They feel so good on the skin. I mean, they're like, they're it's like a really nice under eye patch. And I put them on, and we had somewhere to go, and it hadn't been a full like 18 minutes or whatever I felt was like the appropriate amount of time. And I wanted to wear them out, but then I felt like my husband would look at me like, what the hell are you doing? I didn't feel like the Hoboken community would embrace this style. So I, I would have embraced it. Remember me after the Bruce Springsteen concert? Did you see me on the bus? Oh, you didn't oh, come on the bus with me. Did you put the, pa- the patches on? I put my on? hero under eye patches on because I was like, I'm going to, yeah, I did a little drinking at Bruce Springsteen to get myself I, I, through I, it. I was a witness. I actually have <laughs> footage that I wanted to post, but I actually didn't know how you'd feel. Oh, I have no shame whatsoever. You can post whatever you want ever of me. But I was like, I know I'm going to be puffy tomorrow morning. Let me head this off. I put on the hero under eye patches and I just wore them home on the bus. So everybody saw me with them on. I feel like it's kind of a cool look. I think if it's a good colorful, like the bodder is a metallic, it's like a copper. Oh, I was going to ask what they look like. Yeah, the Peter Thomas Roth or that shimmery kind of gold. Yeah. Silicone texture. The only thing that confused me was I did a close up zoom in on the photo because I was like, oh, maybe I don't know this brand because there were these three little black dots on the edge of it. Then I was like Googling around. I was like, oh, okay. So Anwar Hadid has an under eye tattoo as well of three little black dots <laughs> under his left eye. So he had lined up the Peter Thomas Roth eye patch perfectly so that they were aligned for a look. Like this was intentional. Okay. And I thought it looked pretty cool. So I would not be surprised. <laughs> Remember when all the guys were wearing the hotel robes with the hotel name, like out to the clubs and yeah. stuff. Like, you know, there's, I feel like this, what happens behind closed doors is now public consumption trend is going to keep going. So let's see what else. Maybe not a full sheet mask, but like under eye patches. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're like looking especially tired, just cover it up. So there you go. There's a new atelier opening in Paris next year from Estee Lauder Company. So you know they do fine fragrance, obviously. They have amazing brands. Yeah. Jo Malone London, Le Labo, Frederick Mall. Of course, the Estee Lauder themselves, Aaron. They're opening an atelier in Paris. And I was like, oh, I cannot wait to visit this. It's not really for me. It's for the perfumers and creators. They're thinking of it as an innovation lab because they mm. want to be close to where all the suppliers for packaging and raw materials. Paris is still one of the centers of fragrance development. I would argue with like Dubai being like, if not beating it out, but soon to be, but like where fragrance innovation is coming from. And they are opening that up next year. And the reason was money, honey, because they had a 40% increase in fine fragrance sales since 2019. Like the pandemic was so good for fragrance, but I love that they're putting some of that money back into the innovation of the fragrance. What's also has been so interesting is like, What's been going on with a lot of their brands, like to, you know, parallel with what you're saying with like the 40% uptick is the fashion community is like really rediscovering brands like Frederick Mall all over again. We've been talking of Frederick Mall for, you know, forever. Frederick Mall is not a new brand, but 
Frederick Mall has been really trending on TikTok a lot now. And we have this wonderful intern, Kana, if you're listening, we miss you. She sat down her first day. I was like, you smell unbelievable. She's, you know, maybe 20 years old. And this is at, at work, my other work. And she was like, oh, so what are you wearing? She's <laughs> my like, other work. One of my 17 jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Moda. And she goes, portrait of a lady. And I was like, all right. I feel like when I ask people more, that fragrance smells different on different people, but it's noticeable and it's beautiful. And I often ask people, mm-hmm. and that's the answer when they tell me what they're wearing. And my boss at Moda recently just was talking about portrait of a lady. I was like, okay, like this is really like, it's. I feel like it's having a second life right now. So it doesn't surprise me that they're really doubling down because I, I'm feeling the waves. So it's clearly yeah. happening in a much bigger way. I know. To me, that feels, it doesn't feel dated, but it feels like, oh yeah, we were writing about that six, seven years, probably more than that even. More. But. I would, yeah. I, I, like 10 years ago, I feel like we were having that moment. Yeah. But it's cyclical. It's cool. It sure is. Okay. Well, we'll see what else comes out of this atelier. Maybe we'll open it to the public. We'll have to get in on that. Okay. So are you ready for Science Corner? From Paris to the Science Corner. Yes, exactly. Actually, Science Corner is in Japan. Let's go. Okay, here we are. We're in the Science Corner that is Japanese for the week because researchers there just published a study in Frontiers in Psychology. Fascinating for me. It's called Salon Nail Care with Superficial Self-Disclosure Vitalizes Psychological State. Shall I translate? (laughs) Okay, you know how when you go to the nail salon, you feel better? There's lots of research that shows getting Depends your nail done. Depends on the nail salon. I've been to some really funkadelic ones lately, but yes, keep going. Okay. So if you have a good experience, you have an emotional boost. You're getting a boost both from the confidence of getting your nails done and presenting better in public. There's research that shows this, but the interaction with the manicurist itself. So this happens only when you have someone doing your nails, not when you do your own nails. Well, they did a study in Japan and they did surveys with both people getting the manicures and the manicurists giving them. They wanted to know how they felt before and after. They did an emotional scale. It turns out talking, do you talk to the manicurist when you're getting your nails done? It depends on them. Like the, the vibes. Salon and the vibes, yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I zone out, but I always try to do a little chat, and I should because a little bit of chatting with your manicurist actually boosts your emotions, boosts the way you feel about the service, makes you feel more relaxed afterwards. Mm. But this is the interesting part to me. You want to talk about hobbies, everyday activities, things like that. The minute people disclose that they were talking about more, let's say, deeper things, problems in their life, negative feelings, just like sort of unloading. You know how some people get their hair done or their nails done and you can just hear from the other chair that that person is dumping their stuff on the service? Yeah, yeah. the person who's giving the service, I'm always like, whoa, overshare. Well, guess what? That actually makes both the person and the manicurist feel worse afterwards. So- some human connection boosts us, but like, this isn't your therapist. Let's keep, keep it light. Keep it light because the minute you start bringing those negative emotions into the service, you're going to leave not as happy, not as relaxed. I can't believe they're studying this, but I love that they studied both the manicurist and the client. I think that, that makes sense because it's like, it's not, I, I don't want to police what people can talk about, but yeah, it, it's, this is a nice place. It's like you want to use this for an opportunity for kind of light connection. It does make sense. But what I do think is interesting, I love my Dazzle Dry. If I don't go for like a salon gel manicure, I'll do it at home. Yeah. 
but you do miss something. Like you're still happy with your nails. There's so many, so many studies they link to showing this, like a manicure does make you feel more confident, but like go to the salon for it. It also reminds me of like, so during the pandemic and even like post, like, you know, work from home stuff. And like, Jen, you and I have talked about this a lot. It's like those kind of little connections, like you saying hi to like the doorman at the office or like the mail guy or mail lady, all those little things, like the coffee person, you're not necessarily having deep, profound conversations with them about like life's ills. Mm -hmm. You're having small things like how's the kids or like the weather or that kind of stuff. And that kind of light conversation kind of like greases the wheels of the day and like makes life nice. So those like salon interactions can kind of be similar. You get what I'm saying, right? I feel like a lot of the beauty industry gets a lot of flack for the patriarchy, making women want to look a certain way. I read these articles where it's like, why are you trying to have us change our skin and our hair and whatever? But I like to remind people of the little positives that we get from the human connection of yeah, it's the, it's the connection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Connor Cron, he's a member of the Haudenosaunee tribe, which is part of the Mohawk nation, Native American nation. Hair is so important to him. He, he has beautiful long braids. And after high school, he joined the military, joined the Air Force, and he was forced to cut them off. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great at the time. In Horrible. fact, his father you know, when you go in the military, you have to like do the buzz cut if you're a guy. That's the the All rules. Right. Yeah. But it was important to him because it's part of his heritage. So his father actually cut off his hair as well in solidarity. That's and nice. Connor said at the time to the Haudenosaunee people, that's the nation that he belongs to, and a lot of other Native people, our hair is everything. It represents our power, our strength, our connection to the creator and to the earth. So he joins the Air Force. He has to cut off his hair. But he works with his chaplain in the Air Force to mm-hmm. get an exception. And three years later, so this year, they were able to get him exception, and he can grow out his hair now. So he was able to regrow his hair, and he is the first Native American airman to be granted religious hair accommodation in the United States. Isn't that That cool? That is wonderful. He said he gets a lot of questions because apparently to give them the accept, give him the exception, he now has to be under the female hair standards in the U.S. Air Force. But who cares? And it also made me think like. Wait, they have separate gendered standards Yeah, I was like, wait a second. This has just raised more questions. Yeah. Right. So I'm really happy for Connor and for his family. I think this is amazing news, and I want to share it because it was heartwarming. But it also made me think, like, okay, we're still doing gender standards. Like, if you represent as a female, you can't do a buzz cut, or can you? And what if you are, like— And it makes sense, though, because women don't have to buzz their hair as soon as they get in. Yeah, but like, what if you're gender nonconforming? Which one do you go to? It's like, I get that the Air Force wants to make you all feel like a group and you all look the same and you're all in this together. But definitely, I feel like this is the start of maybe we'll see some other changes in the way the military treats people's hair and their grooming, especially when it comes to religion, but also when it comes to gender expression. It just seems outdated to still have those kind of standards. But I'm happy for Connor Cron and his family. Thank you for that. That was heartwarming. Was that heartwarming? Did that work yeah. for you? It's no Guinness World Record mullet, but it's pretty It was good. heartwarming, but of course now I've got bigger questions. <laughs> no, me too. Me too. But this is why we have fat mascara, because we yeah, ask exactly. the important, important questions when it comes to beauty standards. Okay, we're going to go. We're not about to raise a wand. Let's go talk about fragrance. Fragrance. 
Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom and it took so long and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line and after that I was like never again until Honey Love came along Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath and there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom it's so easy Honey Love products make you look good and feel good whether it's for a wedding event an everyday boost of confidence Honey Love is the perfect plus one treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves 
works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Okay, so this segment is brought to you by Jividan, a global leader in fragrance and beauty that operates in the business-to-business market, researching and creating products for food, beverage, consumer goods, fragrance, and cosmetics companies. You can discover more at Jividan.com. So we had the chance to work with Jividan on their latest fine fragrance creative vision, an immersive experience called What is Love? This exclusive program was presented to Jividan's clients in New York, Paris, Dubai, and more. And it attempted to define what love is for Gen Z and how the generation's new love codes are translated into scent. Okay, so when Jess and I went to this experience, it was amazing. They had different TikTok videos from creators talking about love. There were fragrances created by Jividan perfumers that represented what love felt like. There was like a little room that you could be in and experience what it is to be in Gen Z. It was just like a whole immersive thing. Well, part of that was immersive, the room where we did our live podcast, which we have a recording from. I felt like I was like a rock show, didn't you? It was awesome. It was the most visually stunning exhibit I've been in a long time. It was so much fun. So we were interviewing Arno Guggenbull. He's Jividan's head of global marketing, insight and image for their fine fragrance division. And then a perfumer, Christine Hassan, who also works for Jividan. So what you're about to hear is a couple little highlights from that interview. So I want to pick up with actually the part of the conversation we had that got right to the heart of what love means to Gen Z. Let's talk about how the concept of love has changed. So when I think about those moments, you know, those kind of milestones, I think about kind of event-based, the meet-cute, the first date, maybe getting engaged, getting married, like maybe having a baby. These are milestones. What are the events for Gen Z and young people? I have to say that love is in the digital air. So that mm -hmm. means that, you know, love is a moment that they can live at every moment of the day. Because, you know, now they are living and reinventing love with like long distance relationship, open relationship, situationship, you know, all the ships that it's you more, can it's, imagine. It's, more fluid. You know? it's, not it's very like... fluid. It's all also about, you know, equality, inclusivity. So that means that they are really looking for not only safe spaces as it was before. 
not to experiment love, but really practice love and seduction and attraction at every moment of the day. Mm, I love that. And when you talk to younger people about love and you know Gen Z, which is what we're talking about, what sort of words come up? The first thing that was important for us also, it was to counterbalance the prejudice that we all have about this generation. Everybody's talking only about this generation as the most anxious Prejudice, generation right? in the world. You know, that is true. Anxious. Anxious. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's a generation that is so able to express their emotion and their vulnerability at their fingertips, you know. Uh, I say fingertips because sometimes it's while they're writing text messages <laughs> and sending emojis, you know, yeah. to discuss about these emotions that they are feeling deeply. And yes, it's, it's absolutely interesting to see that love for them and seduction and attraction is something that is becoming driven by honesty, that is driven, that is driven by authenticity. And also because they lived the COVID era that was so anxious, I think it drove them to this notion of refining the two. I'm laughing because Jen and I were just talking about that, how this, how this generation came, out, came up oh, during yeah. COVID and what they maybe experienced more acutely than what Jen and I experienced growing up. Yeah, because it was, it happened at a moment when they were, you know, fully into the wheel of experimenting everything and then everything stopped, you know. So I think that nowadays this generation is really like first united by these experiences they went through and also the notion of naturalness and spontaneity in the relationship that they are building is becoming really key. Mm. Those are good words. Christine, you're good with words too. You're a storyteller with scent. What are some of the words that come to mind for you when you think about Gen Z and love? I mean, love used to historically just be like a romantic relationship between man and woman. That's how it's displayed. But now love is anything but. You have love with family, with friends, chosen family, pets. It's displayed in so many ways. And also, the most important one, I would say, is self-love, and that's really influencing a lot because the way Gen Z will express their love, they have to know who they are first to express authenticity, and then that goes a long way after. So it's not always romantic? No, not at all. I remember that notion Christine and Arnaud talked about of love not being like romantic. It really resonated with me. It felt really honest, but they also told us about how much these connections and relationships are played out digitally, which kind of feels counterintuitive, right? I remember you asked about that. Let's listen in. You walk through this display, you're going to see everything is done digitally. That's how people connect. How does that affect the way romance and love and relationships play out with Gen Z? I think first, it makes easier to meet someone, but at the same time... You do? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Go on. Yeah. On the other side, it's also a kind of safe safe space, you know, Mm -hmm. so that they can experiment more. But it's also a place where they can reveal much more the depths of their feeling. Because when you are connected with someone texting or sending videos in the comfort of your room, you know, your bedroom, wearing a pyjamas, you know, all (laughs) this glamour, you know, in your face type of seduction seduction codes are banned. So, you know, you are, I think, uh, more real, in fact, and more simple in the way you are expressing your feeling and living your feelings. People feel more vulnerable, yeah. like their, their guard is down a little bit. Do you think it's possible to really fall in love in a digital space, or do you need to be in a physical space? So I think perhaps I'm too old to answer this question. Yeah. But, um, I, don't, I don't think so. But I think that, you know, uh, at least 
they can start building true connection without focusing on genders, without focusing on appearance, and really focusing on the persona that is behind the appearance. And this is very important because this has also a lot of impact from an olfactive point of view, as you can imagine, you know. Mm -hmm. So the traditional code of olfaction when it comes to seduction has already been around glamour and around like this kind of head turning, you know, fragrances. But fragrances are still have a huge importance, but the appearance that and what you are conveying through the fragrance is totally changed. Christine's nodding, but you're making me feel uncomfortable and vulnerable because like I hear this and I see this with our audience and our podcast, like people share so much digitally now in this way that I think is a little bit foreign to other generations. Like it's just all about vulnerability. It's okay to be crying online. Have you found that with Gen Z that that affects the way they talk about things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, vulnerability now is a strength, right? It used to be if you're emotional I feel like or I'm in therapy. This is good. Go on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like in the past, being emotional or sensitive was, you know, almost a critique. But now it's it's how you express authenticity. And especially in the digital age, to build strong connections with people and strong bonds with a community, you have to be your true self. And so I actually really admire this generation for putting themselves out there as easily as they do. As a fragrance creator, you put yourself out there all the time in your formulas and in your work, and that's not so easy. So I really give them a lot of credit for doing that. Wait, you are very vulnerable in the art that you do. I was just thinking about yeah, this. Like, some, someone actually told me today, like, oh, your, your work has a signature, and I can pick it out in like, a group of fragrances. Like, wow, like, you really put yourself in your work. So do you walk down the street and like, that's my perfume that someone's wearing? And does that give you a feeling of vulnerability and that you've shared with the world? Yeah, of course. That's crazy to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm completely well, it's, like, it's like your art is out there for everyone yeah. to wear. And it, but yeah. it's also out there to be judged. And I think what's great, what's different about Gen Z is that they don't really seem to care about the judgment. It's this, they really own who they are. So when we talk to different perfumers, you know, for years, they've always had this very sort of traditional, and just, not even just perfumers, but just the fragrance industry has had these very clear codes of what love smells like. We talked to a perfumer a few months ago who said, white florals are about seduction. This is a very traditional one, but red roses, romance. I mean, is that even a word that's been coming up when you talk to you? Does romance even ring a bell? Like, is that, is that a word even come up? I don't know. It feels a little old-fashioned. But there are these very traditional codes. What words come up and what symbols come up when you talk about love? I mean, these days, there's no one symbol fits all anymore. It's all about individuality and authenticity. So you have to express love in a way that feels true to yourself and express yourself as scent as well. So you're not really wearing fragrance anymore to attract the person, mm -hmm. but so much as to let them know who you are, which is a big shift. And so that You're also, wearing it for you. You wear it for yourself, but also to let them know who you are instead of like pretending to be someone and reeling someone in. You're really just showing them a vulnerable and authentic side of yourself. So with that in terms of scent, that's, you know, you have olfactive honesty. Mm -hmm. So when I create now, it's really, you know, I'm trying to convey all the love languages in a way and no fillers, an unfiltered fragrance in a way, and a very strong message that cuts to the chase. So there's no literal, we need a, this flower, this, you know, vanilla cupcake, it's just... If it speaks to your love language, you know, if like eating and food, you get pleasure out of it, absolutely, but yeah. it's not gonna be the same for another person.
So Jess, when she told us the scent of love was about being honest and showing who you are, I immediately thought to all the voicemails I listened to all throughout like the end of August and beginning of September, we had asked the Fat Mascara family to send us the fragrances that made them think of love. I am telling you either our entire audience is in Gen Z or this is just a universal thing. Nobody was like sending, oh, this is the perfume I wore on my wedding day or this is the perfume my partner gave me. I can't tell you how many times I heard people say, they felt comforted or cocooned or like wrapped in. That was one emotion. And then the other set of them, a lot of people talked about it made them feel more like them. This does not bode well for Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> Stay with the red roses. No, no, no. You can still give perfumes to your partners, yeah, but you just yeah. want to make sure it's a, a true expression of who they are. Like people kept saying, oh, I love this one because it makes, I smell like me, but better. I love this one because I feel like it's my personality in a bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's not about the gaze of the other. It, it's about how you feel yes. about yourself. It's about how you want to feel safe and loved and cocooned. But also unfiltered. And like, unfiltered, This yeah. is authentic me. Yeah. How do you see yourself? Yeah. And part of the exhibition that we were at, the Givadon perfumers had created all of these different fragrances, you know, that felt like they represented love. And Jess and I got to smell a bunch of them. I'm so curious. Here we are like a couple weeks later. I want to know, was there a scent that stuck with you that resonated that made you think of love? Oh, there's, God, there was, there were so many. It was an incredible exhibit. There's one that stuck with me the most. And we were together. So I was like, this is my favorite. No, this is my favorite, like three later. But the one that really ended up being the lasting one was one that was inspired by video games. Not the Lana Del Rey song, the real like video <laughs> games, like being, I guess, in your room playing video games. And olfactively speaking, that was interpreted through musks, like M-U-S-K-S, oh. musks. That's a very big moment in fragrance right now, like skin scents. Yeah, skin musk, a white musk. So that doesn't really surprise me because they envelop the skin. They're not too overpowering. They're really soft and comforting, cozy. Maybe that's like sitting in your room and just kind of being cocooned and, and being alone with your game? video game. I don't know. And just kind of being there for 12 hours on end. Well, that I was the that. perfumer's vision. Christine even talked about that. We just heard yeah. how when they put the scent out into the world, it's their artist expression. So, so cool. Video games are musk to yeah. this perfumer. What about you? Oh, I know which one it was. It was cool because how they explained it was the perfumer had used just base notes. It mm. still felt balanced, but it was three different woods. Mm -hmm. And you know me with woody scents. I was like, they make me feel like myself. I feel like I'm in a forest. I feel like Jen, that's Jen. Like, okay, it's like forest bathing, woody, dark, a little bit mysterious, but that's where I feel at home. Mm -hmm. And that feels like love to me. So do you remember that one? It was like a, it was a little dark and brooding. Maybe I was having a Wuthering Heights love moment. I don't know. Do you remember who the perfumer was? I actually do because he's been on Fat Mascara. It was Givadon perfumer Rodrigo Flores Rue. I love his fragrances. He was walking around that night looking cool. He always looks cool. He's the coolest. Yeah. So yeah, all of the Givadon perfumers got to show their stuff. Those fragrances we just mentioned, they're not like for sale to the public. It was part of this immersive experience so that you could figure out what love was. But it was such a great time. And I hope you learned a little something from our interview there. Christine's amazing. Arnaud was, was amazing. Great. 
And we're so grateful. And once again, I just want to thank Jividan for sponsoring this portion of the podcast. And also thank you to Peter Daly and Billy Schinker of Kill the Sun Productions. That was the audio team that captured our live podcast so you thank could all hear you. it too. To learn more about Jividan, their perfumers, all the research they do in the fine fragrance world, you can visit Jividan.com, G-I-V-A-U-D-A-N, Jividan.com. All right, everyone, it's the time you've been waiting for. Time to raise a wand. I am so excited to introduce Connie from Buffalo. Buffalo. Hi, Jen and Jeff. My name's Connie. I'm calling from Buffalo, New York. And I'm calling because I wanted to raise a wand to my bargain bestie, Banana Cream Daily Moisturizer. I get it at Target. It's like $7.99, $8.99. Truly life-saving. I put everybody in my life onto this product. I have extremely reactive, sensitive, rosacea-prone skin, and Vanacream has become my life. I always tell people it may not look aesthetic if you look at the bottle. It's not comparing to my pharmacy Honey Halo cream that I use as a very thick night cream, but the Vanacream truly is amazing. Look at the ingredient list, chock full of ceramides, I guarantee you, no one will be disappointed in it. Anyways, love you guys. Love listening to the podcast. Thanks so much. Connie did her homework. Connie did the homework. Actually, a lot of you are doing the homework, but we're keeping the homework going. We want to hear about your beauty bargains. You know what to do. Email me a voice note, voice memo, info at fatmascara.com. Call us 646-481-818. Just give me a digit, Jess. Just give me a digit. I'm going to roll a four. No, it's a two. All right. Someday, you guys, someday she's going to learn. It's in the episode notes, so she never has to learn. You just click on that. Leave me a Give them now. the whole number now, because now it's like confusing now they're confused. people. Yeah. 646-481-8182. But they don't have to write it down. They can just scroll down in their little phone and tap on it and call. Or come to our website, fatmascara.com. Tell us about your bargains. Beauty bargains, I, babe. Beauty yes, bargains. Price is not, we're not giving you a price limit because a bargain is subjective is what Jess and I decided. However, we want them right now because inflation is crazy here in the United States. I don't know where you live, but who doesn't like a bargain? I want to hear about the bargains from Australia. I want to hear about the bargains from Malaysia. I know you're all out there. Brazil, we had a bunch of people from Brazil on our book club last week. Brazilian people, what are your bargains? Tell us. And then we'll raise our own ones. You ready to raise one? Wait, speaking of inflation, I've got to tell you about this horror that happened yesterday. I'm forgetting the name of the coffee place. I swear to God, my mind is like a sieve lately. But I have like a favorite coffee place. I'm saying it's my favorite and you're like, we can't remember the name of the place. But I'm going to, oh, Bluestone Lane. Bluestone Lane, okay? They make such great chai coffee, chai tea. I love a chai tea latte. It is my favorite thing. I love Bluestone Lane because it's really creamy with the oat milk and like mm-hmm. the, we've met the, there it's kind of you and I yes I know yeah, well. yeah yeah you know yeah okay yeah we've met there well I went to a different location yesterday holy hell <laughs> I swear I think they made their small smaller if you work at Bluestone oh. you're listening to me I don't know if like they had different oh, size cups there's again, your I shot to, of chai <laughs> it felt like an espresso and it was like seven dollars when I paid, I started laughing and I looked at the guy and I looked like I was like a crazy person off the street. They're like, oh, she, 
We haven't seen her stumble in before. Here's $7 for my thimble of chai. I started laughing. I finished it as I was walking out. Oh. And I met my colleague and she goes, I thought you went and you got a coffee. And I was like, I did. I'm done. (laughs) And I'm $7 poor. (laughs) I, I was shocked. It's got to stop. You guys, this has got to stop. And I know this is like, that's like a champagne problem. Like, can you believe the price of chai these days? No. But like- Globally, it's global and it's nonsense and it's got to stop. All right, now I'm going to tell you about (laughs) the most outrageously expensive hair treatment. But to be be, no, but I just think people need to know that this exists. Oh, you're going to raise a wand. Ready, go. I'm going to about to raise a wand. And full disclosure, I'm just I want to be very clear about this. I was comped this hair treatment. Okay, gifted treatment. Let's hear about it. This was a gifted treatment. But I want the people to know that this exists, okay? There, I've never gotten keratin. I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian. But I try to reduce areas in my life that I feel like are not essential. Like I try to go minimal with leather if I can. I try to go minimal with, like, well, you know, I, I try to cut corners, okay? But keratin is an area I've been interested in, but the idea of it always kind of freaks me out because Keratin is definitely not an animal-friendly sort of process. Okay, yes, you can the proteins go, are. It's yeah, you can go look into it. Often, yeah. not always. Often, often, a brand like Virtue is great because it's a non-animal keratin mm-hmm. product. But keratin treatments, very often, they're not. When I heard that Jenna Perry, the salon in this in New York, in New York City, is offering a vegan keratin treatment, I was really interested. I like my wavy hair. I really do, but the it's changed in texture pro, post-pregnancy and post-coloring it for years. So I was really interested. I checked it out, mm-hmm. and they have a service that's called GK Keratin. Mm-hmm. I came in. He washed my hair with a clarifying shampoo. He applied the treatment. And then he dried in my hair, and he flat-ironed it, and so it really got sealed in. Mm-hmm. And I was out of there in under two hours. How long before you could shower again? Well, I've been taking baths. <laughs> You're like, they might say 48 hours, but I'm going to make it two weeks just to get no, them my money's worth. <laughs> no, I have been taking baths. I will say, the, uh, the, and it's not ironic, um, but it, the, um, the cruelty of it being like rainy every single day yeah. and me having to be running around the city this entire week has hilarious. Yeah, talk to your stylist. If you get a keratin treatment, it's usually at least 24 hours, but I've heard from many stylists, the longer you can wait before you wash that first time, the better the keratin treatment is going to like stay in your hair and last. He told me to wait a Are you telling me you have not washed since it happened? I've not washed my hair. Your hair still looks great though. It doesn't look greasy at all. You You remember those little like little old lady- Plastic bonnet, a rain bonnet. My grandmother used to wear a rain bonnet after she got her hair set. Oh, she'd wear it all the time. And I asked him if he had one of those. And he was like, we don't have any of those. <laughs> He's like, we have umbrellas now. <laughs> My Oma's was like a clear plastic with like this white vinyl edging and it tied yes. under her chin. Jess, what's the last time you've seen one of those? You really wanted one of those? I really wanted one of those. You were going to just tuck up the strands up in there and walk around like Grandma Matlin? Yeah. Her name was Grandma Grandma Kamai. Yeah. Grandma Kamai. Yeah. I would totally do that. Listen, that is an investment service. Yeah. 
Okay. So I want to talk to you again next week. Can we bring this up? Because I want to see after you wash it, like how it's treating you. But you're finding so far that it's much smoother, I imagine. Yeah. It's really smooth. Okay. It looks great. Thank you. But I did this because it's really like the fronts of my hair and the sides. Like the perimeter of my hair has just gotten like very little coo- little cuckoo. And okay. I don't heat style my hair. So I want to I want to be able to wash and go. Got it. So instead of having to like flat iron or dry down well, all I don't those even little do flyaways. No, you want to do, do the keratin stuff. treatment. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about that. We'll raise a wand to the vegan keratin. Vegan keratin. But I want to see this taking off, guys. I want the world to like pivot from this because if it works, it's like, why are we still doing this? Like, why, why are we are still we doing st- animal derived animal, keratin? Yeah, it's like, you. let's get real. All right. Well, I'm going to raise a wand too. Okay. I, I feel like I got inspired by all the bar- bargain ones I was listening to. And I just tried because I interviewed somebody coming up. This is linked to Cetaphil, but they have a new healthy renew line. And I was like, okay, Cetaphil doing peptides. What's going on here? Let mm-hmm. me try this. Their renew day cream SPF 30. I know people love the Cetaphil SPF 30 regular lotion. It's great. Mm-hmm. This is some good shit. I'm just going to say it. I'm giving us I'm giving us the E. We're getting the explicit on this episode because I don't know how else to say it. It's got peptides in it. It's got this illuminating quality to it. And I don't know how to describe it because it's not Mikey E and it doesn't look shimmery. Like, you know, the super goop glow screen. Yeah. I had a friend who had that on the other day and she had put it on her whole face. And I was like, maybe just like wipe it off under your eyes because it gives such a glow that if it's on the hollows of your face, it looks weird. Like it's better on the high points. Like I would do a regular sunscreen and then do the glow screen on the high points. But this, which is the Cetaphil Healthy Renew Day Cream SPF 30, you can put this all over and it has like this illuminating quality to it that is so lovely under foundation or by itself, but it's not tinted. And I like, they might get mad at me that I'm saying illuminating because maybe I'm, they want me to, they don't want me to do anything. They're not paying me to say this, but there's peptides in it. Like that's what their big selling point is. You're getting like advanced skincare with your SPF 30. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I just like the way that it makes my skin look a little bit glowy. I mean, it's that time of year where you're losing the sun and you got to just keep the vibrancy. Jen, you always look vibrant to me. Oh, thank you. I'm vibrant too because this was only 19 bucks. So fancy <laughs> peptide sunscreen. I love that. Um, that's my razor wand. You know what I need right now? You know what I need this weekend? A big fat nap. My beauty sleep. Let's hit it. Let's do it. I'll race you. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.